Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 94. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my right, he is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, super dick party himself, Richard Garcia. What is going on, everyone? Happy Saturday. Happy early President's Day weekend, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show this week. Um, actually, it's not going to be put out Saturday. More than likely going to be put out Sunday. Uh, but thank you for joining us, guys. A uh, lot to get into this week. Um, how, how are you doing, Dick? I'm doing good. I'm here celebrating Single Awareness Day. Uh, today, February 15th, is the Single Awareness Day. Did you know that? I didn't know. I thought Valentine's Day was Single Awareness Day. It's Actually, the day after. It's the day after. Oh. I did not know that till till yesterday. I had to do some research about that. I, did you have a good Greg DeHammer Valentine Day? I did, as a matter of fact. I got hammered last night. Ooh, that's how you celebrate. That's how you celebrate. I thought you had a lady. Well, um, she she had to work, so we kind of oh. we kind of had to reschedule. <laughs> I thought you were single now. No, I'm <laughs> celebrating for all the single fellas, dude. Okay, I'm I celebrating for all the single all fellas. The single fellas, fellas all, all the single fellas. fellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully everyone else had the had a good Valentine's Day, good or bad. I mean, I know I know some guys that just played video games all day, which I mean, nothing wrong with that. Or go on Pornhub. Pornhub. I'm, I hear that's like a pretty busy day. I'm, I'm pretty sure like it probably reaches all time peak in traffic. Make sure you go search. Put me where podcast. Hold on. Did you say it made a climax in traffic? Hey, oh, there yeah, it is. There we go. Um, You can probably find us. We, I know we were uploading videos to Pornhub in the in the very beginning. So make sure you go check out put me your podcast on pot Pornhub. Um, and, and while you're at it, go search for us and tell your friends. You can find the put me over podcast on all. Put me over podcast platforms: uh, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic. Uh, you name it, we're Stitcher. there. Stitcher, Stitcher's another one. Um, Podbean, probably. I don't know. I'm sure Podbean. Maybe we could go on UPorn as well. Um, I mean, might as well. We might as well do some cross streaming. And since we're plugging everything, we got to give it up to our sponsor this week. We got to give it up to our sponsor, LapelYeah.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to LapelYeah.com. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER and then turn that website. We'll put you over and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Um, act fast because they, they, you know, they're always blowing shit up. They're always having some great ass stuff put in that store. So go check them out. And also go make sure you check out our friends at Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram and GrudgeMatchBrand.com. Check them out. They just dropped a hot new Slayer and Suzuki mashup shirt. I can't wait to wear that shirt. Uh, you got to order it soon, though, uh, because once it's out, it's usually put back away for, for quite some time. Like so the Disney Vault? It, it's like the Disney Vault. Absolutely. Uh, so make sure you go check them out. And also while you're at it, if you if you were like, you know what, I have enough wrestling shirts, let me let me support my boys. You go to the putmeverpodcast.com and you buy you can buy a shirt with us on it. You can buy a shirt with Dick's face on it, my face on it. Hell, the whole crew you can get all of us put on a t-shirt and sport it and tell everybody, you know what? I listen to the Put Me Over Podcast and I'm proud of it. And you're gonna uh, put us over. And yeah, and you can use our promo code Kofi Forever and get twenty percent off your order there. Um, I mean what better way to show people that you're a Mark ass trick? Absolutely, wearing a Put Me Over podcast T-shirt. And also, speaking of uh, people that put over the Put Me Over podcast, I want to give a big shout out to our boy, longtime listener, 
Bubba the Hutt, who went to AW Dynamite and had a Put Me Over podcast sign. I saw that. That is awesome. Thank you, Bubba. Yeah, he was on the the hard cam sign, so you could see it. I mean, he was he was pretty much visible the whole night. So big shout out to Bubba the Hutt, uh, wherever you may be, Texas somewhere, um, for for that lovely uh, sign that was put out there for the world to see. Um, and yeah, thank we, you, brother. That means a lot to us. Absolutely. Uh, but with all that out of the way, um, we got a hell of a show this week, guys. We got NXT TakeOver taking place on Sunday night. And we have just, you know, we're going to recap the whole week of wrestling. I was at Monday Night Raw, which is live from Ontario. So I'm going to give you um, what I can recount from that night because there were some beverages involved. Um, a lot of missing scenes? There were some missing scenes. Uh, end of the, the main event's a little hazy to me, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but with that being said... Let's get into the news. Let's get into some Dick's Dirty News. What? Take it away, Dick. All right. So the biggest story so far for us, since we live in the Southern California area, WWE did announce on Monday that WrestleMania is going to be coming to L.A. next year. Huge. That's going to be huge. Huge Uh, land night. They even announced the date for March 28th. So, not the first week of April, which I think it's going to be Easter. I think that's correct, that. and yeah. that's the reason why. And it was reported the uh, it was reported the LA Times as a matter of fact that it's going to be um, the twenty eighth instead of um, the following week, which would happen to fall on Easter. It's going to be a big event. Um, the SoFi Stadium is going to open up this summer. It's a, a five billion dollar stadium. I didn't. I mean, that's it's huge. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be there. I can't wait. Oh, we're all going to be we're there. We're all going to have to be there. So, um, we, I mean, we'd be dumb to not, like, absolutely. we've traveled um, to many states for WrestleManias. I've gone to five WrestleManias, and, you know, why wouldn't I go to one that's literally in my backyard? Exactly. Um, and uh, this is going to be the sixth time the L.A. area has hosted WrestleMania. Sixth time? Yes. Okay, so WrestleMania 1. No, WrestleMania 2. It was WrestleMania 2. Seven. Okay. Seven was at the sports arena. Right. And then you can count 12 and 16 as well, the Anaheim. 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 Consider that. Oh, 16 was in Anaheim too. Correct. Crazy. Okay. And then you got uh, tw- and then you got 21. Goes Hollywood. Goes Hollywood. And then its sequel, which is going to be in, in Hollywood, even though it's in Inglewood. It's very far away from Hollywood. Very far away from Hollywood as well. Correct. So, yeah, six, six times the LA area has hosted WrestleMania. That's going to be fun. I, I can't wait. Um, WrestleMania is a big event every year. A lot of cities are trying to host it because it generates a lot of revenue. And L.A. is no different, um, especially since you have a lot of uh, promotions piggybacking off of WrestleMania week. Oh, everyone gets involved. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I cannot wait. Um, anything else you want to add to that? What are your thoughts on, on – uh, first of all, were you even surprised by the announcement? No. I know it was between – uh la and vegas because there's two brand new stadiums being built kind of at the same time um and i'm glad la got first first crack at it because our stadium is going to be way nicer than that one that's true um and then you know you have the rams and the chargers taking place there there's going to be a lot of shit going on in that stadium um not only is it a stadium but it also has like a mall and like apartment complexes and like it's a luxury it's a luxury deal uh, so I'm really happy to see that it's it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Like we've been waiting for this. Now the Chargers don't have to play where the Galaxy play, 
anymore. But the Wildcats are going to play there. Which, by the way, while while we're talking about the Wildcats for a second, go for it. XFL. Did you watch any of it last week? I watched uh, bits and pieces of it, and from what I saw, it was it was not bad. I am a big fan of this. Um, there's little changes that they made, but they I feel like they're not changes just for the sake of making changes. There's like a lot of them make sense, like the kickoff. Everyone's talking about the kickoff. How how like it's more how much more safe it is, and it's not like. Um, like I said, it's not just because, oh, we need to change things to make us different. Um, I feel like it's a lot safer. Uh, Absolutely. Well, when you have your when you have your, your, your toss of being two guys running over a football and most of the time they get hurt. Yeah, that's a that's a noticeable difference right there. So I would I, I'm glad they didn't go that route. I'm glad they didn't try to, like, intentionally hurt themselves. It's funny, though, that you mentioned, though, like they changed the game and, you know, they're trying to make it a quicker game. That's basically Vince McMahon's goal was to try to make it a quick game. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't do the same for his product. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, yeah. But, I mean, when you when you go back, because I feel like Vince is like the the chairman of XFL, right? But I feel like he has a team of people that know what the fuck they're he's, doing. He's, he's, he has a hands-off approach. Yeah. Um, so he, he kind of lets the teams do what they do. Uh, again, I'm not a fan of all the team names. Uh, I feel like they're all pretty generic, like the Dragons and the Wildcats um, and the Outlaws. But they, they sound like AYSO teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then you 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 uh, you have you know guys that are pretty pretty talented. Obviously not NFL caliber, uh, but I this could be like the Indies compared to WWE. That's that's how a lot of that's how a lot of. Uh, the sports writers are seeing it. They're, they're seen as like a gateway to either the NFL or even to the CFL for that matter. Um, especially for a lot of the, uh, especially for a lot of high school players, they don't want to go to college. They'll see they'll go in there for a year or two and then um, probably enter the NFL instead of going to college. Yeah. So I think that's one way to do it. And also, well, since we're on the topic of the XFL ratings wise, it seems like it's pretty solid. I mean, like. It would, the most of the games were drawing over three million um, viewers. That's great for for the last weekend. So that's good. Um, now it wasn't as much as it was the first incarnation, but the more important question is: Can it be consistent? Are we going to see a noticeable drop from um, this week on? Is it going to be the same? I or think it's going to go go higher. I think gain, people are going to be. And that's going to be another question: Can they gain viewers? Because there's been there's there was a lot of people talking about XFL because a lot of people you know obviously. They knew about the XFL in the 90s, um, and, and the NFL is kind of untouchable, but I feel like the buzz around it is getting going to get people to, to tune in. And, and it's more of a positive buzz than a negative buzz. Yeah, and I'm actually in an XFL fantasy football league, uh, believe it or not. So, you know, when you're a degenerate, you find any way to gamble. That is true. Uh, so definitely check out XFL if, if you can, because I, I, would, I would highly recommend at least giving it a shot. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Um but like the fact that like you can hear all the play calling and people are throwing up on the field and um, <laughs> you know there's there's a, it's so it's it's week one was wacky uh, so let's see how much more wacky it'll let's get. see uh, what else do you, you do you think oh. do you, uh, real quickly though do you think that the NFL is gonna because remember in the first incarnation the NFL took the sky cam. Oh yeah, the the Madden style camera. They, they took that and they incorporated it into that. Do you think we could see something along the lines of where the um, where we hear like the the players mic'd up, 
Do you think they might take something along those lines? Well, they've been mic'd up, but not to this level where you can literally hear, you know, guys talking about, oh, I fucked up my ankle. And like the sensors are kind of slow. Like, to oh, that. Sh- oh, man. Because <laughs> yeah. um, that, that definitely uh, they were interviewing a lineman and he, they're like, oh, I would, what happened on that play? I don't know. We fucked up is, is what he said. <laughs> uh, so we need more of that on national. I television. would love to see that more. <laughs> Just go, just go uncensored. I love it. Um, but yeah, um, what else we got, Dick? Okay, so speaking of football, um, the Rock, Dwayne Before Johnson. Before this turns into an XFL yes. podcast, <laughs> I know, right? That's gonna be our, that's gonna be our offshoot right there. <laughs> uh, the, the Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson. We can call it uh, the "Put Me In Coach" podcast. In, oh, I like that. I, there we go. All right. Anyway, sorry. There we go. So, um, Simone Johnson, the Rock's daughter, uh, the Pebble, the Pebble. The pebble to the rock. <laughs> I just, I, um, I just saw that, but I'm it, sure I'm not I the like first that. One. I'm, not, I'm sure not the first one. Well, first one on here though. Um, WWE announced on their website as well uh, this week that she's been signed to the Performance Center at 18 years old. They are they 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 want to lock her down. For they sure. want to lock her down. Absolutely. Um, why not? She is the daughter of the Rock. She is the granddaughter of Rocky Johnson, the great granddaughter of Peter Maivia. So she comes from a lineage of wrestlers. She yeah. would be if. She makes it through the first fourth generation wrestler. Ooh, and how many times are they going to say that? They are going <laughs> to milk that in. I, you, you know, that's going to happen. I'm, I'm just waiting down the line where Michael Cole said, "She's the first fourth generation wrestler." Oh my God! Oh my! Uh, yeah. Oh my. Oh my. Jesus, <laughs> dude. So uh, she looks like The Rock, which is yeah. kind of weird. Uh, she looks she has like the same smile as him. She, she does. She absolutely does, um, and you know it. We're gonna find out if she's cut for it, cause not. I mean, just cause you come from a family of, of people doesn't mean like I came from a family of losers. Yeah. So you know maybe we'll see if I turn out to be a loser. I mean I'm doing pretty good at it already, but uh, anyway, is it running your jeans? <laughs> in my in my Levi's, yes. Um, because they are yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just um she she did um she did um she did an interview on the website. She says to it means the world to me. To know that my family has such a personal connection to wrestling is really special to me, and I feel grateful to have the opportunity not only to wrestle but to carry on that legacy. So we'll see what happens. A lot of people are praising her very highly. Um, she seems to have like a lot of uh, friends in, um, in the Performance Center as well, so I, hopefully they can push her and uh, you know she can become a star because they can definitely utilize her. She already has the platform for it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm all for it. I, th- I think it's awesome that, that she's even interested in it. Um, but you know they're not going to call the first fourth generation wrestler. They're going to call the first fourth generation sports entertainer, which is going to. Oh, that's true. Anyways, that is true. Uh, but good for her. Good for The Rock. Good for WWE. Oh, um, WWE speak. Yeah. Uh, what else we got, Dick? Well, um, yesterday, um, I I did mention I I was talking to you guys about um Ted DiBiase, and Ooh. apparently this was this has been going on for a while, and this has been more so with his son. His son got caught up in a welfare scam in, I believe it was Alabama, where Mississippi. Where Mississippi? I'm sorry, it was Mississippi, where um, his son Brett, um, Brett DiBiase, was indicted for embezzlement funds of up to two million dollars taken in welfare, and of using that money, he was paying himself around ninety five thousand dollars a year. That was his salary. And Whoa! Of that. Half of it, nearly fifty grand, was going to his drug rehab. Oh fuck! So he, um, so that was connected to him. And um, Ted happened to get caught up in well, not it was alleged as well because it was with his ministry. Um, and I believe his ministry is called. 
Heart of David. Heart of David. Thank you so much. So I find it funny, though, like back in the 80s, Ted DiBiase was imitating Vince McMahon and Donald Trump. And now, real life, he's imitating like the Jim Bakers, the Joel Olsteins as like this as like a pastor who's taking all these funds. I mean, this is allegedly. We don't know if it's true if it's him, though. I feel like it's more his son than It's anything. more with his son than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's more with his son than anything else. Not Ted Jr. Not Ted Jr., yeah. We um, we got we to gotta make clear, like, uh, this has nothing to do with Ted Jr., just uh, Brett. The other one hasn't... I don't think he's ever been in, the, like, on WWE TV. I, not that I, I don't, don't know. I, I don't think so either. But it's a big... It's a pretty big deal. Uh, Mississippi's, like, one of the poorest states in the country, and... With with the funds that they're getting, it's being used for not for for pretty much to for for the wrong reasons. I mean, that's that's all televangelists. That's and, all. Tele- I mean, exactly. And church, for the most part, I feel like that's why I I don't go to church because I it just feels so dirty to me. Um, not a fan of you know people that need jets. You know, we need we I need a jet to be able to fly around. Like, no, you don't. You don't need a jet. You can fly commercial like everybody else. Um, and I don't know. It's when I see people in mansions and driving like luxury cars and stuff like that, yes. and getting millions of dollars, um, tax free no less, um, it, that that doesn't seem like you're giving back to the community that much, unless you guys are making that much money. And if that case, you should be taxed. Absolutely, I 100% agree. Um, this was reported in the New York Post, and they did. Um, this is this is the line that kind of got me right here. The state of Mississippi denied more than 98% of individual welfare applicants while giving more than $2 million to DiBiase's foundation. That's dirty. That is so dirty. That dude. is ridiculous. I, when I read that, I was like, I... People I'm that genuinely need it. Insa- it's insane. That's People that need food stamps and like assistance because they're poor, and Mississippi's a poor state. Um, and then you have you know, a church making $2 million off their, because they're a church. I don't know. Just because you're a church doesn't mean you're dirty. You're not dirty. We're, yeah, we're not saying that. But when you, when you hear stories like this, it definitely puts a picture. Like, hopefully, number one, they get down to this and they find out what's what's going on. And hopefully down the road we see less of this because this is, this is ridiculous. You know, I used to go to a church that had a Starbucks built inside of it. Well, that was when I was a teenager. They had a, they had a church or they had a Starbucks and they had, like, these huge ash projectors all over the TVs all over the place. Like, I don't know. To me, it just, that's unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary. It is completely unnecessary. They had a skate park. Even more unnecessary. <laughs> like you're skating for Christ. What the fuck? Oh man. That's yeah. like the most anti, that's like the most anti establishment thing. But, um, pretty much that, that's really all I have as far as the news goes. Um, um, we'll talk more about like as far as there's actually been a lot of news this week, but I think it ties in more with uh, with the TV shows, with more with AEW and with Raw. We'll get into that as uh, when we talk about the shows. Yeah, let, let's get into it. Um, so, like I said, I was at Raw on Monday night. Uh, hot crowd. I will say that the crowd was hot pretty much the whole night. And we talk a lot about uh, wrestling on this podcast, but the one bright shining light. In the past maybe month or two has been Raw. Raw's been actually consistently really good. Um, and that's why I didn't want to miss out on Raw being here. If it was SmackDown, I'd probably be like, ah, I can skip it. But I wanted to go to this Raw just to see uh, what they were going to do. And I, they didn't disappoint this week. What did you think of Raw this week, Dick? Um, It was, for the most part, it was it was fine. It, I mean, it wasn't, it, it definitely was better than SmackDown. And, but that's, I'm now at this point. That's a low bar. That's really a low bar. It's just funny how, like, ever since October, really, where the shows have switched, Raw 
has become like it's so watchable. crazy. Yeah, SmackDown has not, and it's just SmackDown's becoming SmackDown is Raw of 2019, basically. It's like they can't balance between having two good shows no. at one time. One's got to be really good, and one's got to be really shitty. And I think that is the and that's the that's one of the major weaknesses of having a brand split is you're you're going to have one show who might be stronger than the other. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. I feel like they really stacked the deck for SmackDown, and it started off really good. Um, and it just fell off a cliff somewhere along the line. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Eric Bischoff really didn't have any influence, but he did nothing. Like they kind of don't have anyone running the ship right now. Maybe I don't know. It's uh, Bruce Pritchard is is in charge of SmackDown, but uh, okay. At the end of the day, everything it's goes. All it's all Vince. It doesn't matter what what Paul or Bruce say and do. It's what Vince wants to do. They can influence him. They could um, they can make him s- curve one way over another. But it's all Vince's show. I've been seeing that Vince has kind of been stepping back um, in his older age. Um, he really should. I mean, just let – he needs to have, like, the younger ta- – I mean, and I'm, I'm calling Paul Heyman younger talent, but when compared to Vince, he is younger. Yes. Have, That's just math. Yeah, exactly. Have the have the wrestling guys do the show. I mean, just – I think, like, with the XFL as well, he's, he's having the football guys run it, stay off of it. He doesn't need to get involved with everything. Because when you do that, you tend to you tend to do more harm than good. Overproducing, overproducing, and um, but yeah, with Raw though, I think it was fine this week. Um, uh, Seth Seth is now sporting a uh, Marty Skrull type jacket um, and one glove. Did you notice that he's been rocking one glove? But this is like a big glove now. Before it was just like a mitt. Now it's like it's a, just getting a bigger every on, week. Yeah, uh, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> yeah, Seth Rollins goes out there and he. Um, Basically, is talking shit, right? Uh, Kevin Owens comes out, and it's it's the same thing every week. Like, oh, looks like you you don't have enough people to challenge us, and then you know people come out. Basically, it just sets up the eight man tag match that's going to happen later, which on. is what they they're best at. Um, after that, Becky kind of just while people were still in the ring, Becky's music hit. It was really did, I, did that is that how it came out on TV? Yes, it okay. came out exactly like that on it TV. Was, it was it was weird. I was like, wait, what is Becky gonna interrupt the segment? Maybe they went too long or something. They they do that quite a bit. Where like where one segment ends and then another one comes out. Where like the it's it has they, nothing to do with each other. It has nothing to do with each other, right? And you would think that like it, with this segment, like it would be connected, but it didn't. It did not at all. Uh, Becky and Oscar had an had a great match. I will say that this was I, one of the bright spots for the week of wrestling for me. Definitely for Raw, definitely was a great match between these two. Asuka, when she when she's at her game, she's one of the best women in the ring. I would have liked to not see Becky win clean like that. Um, it does make look Asuka look a little weak. Because that's like, what, three times in a row Asuka's lost to her? Twice. The Red Rumble and then this. Yeah. Unless there was a match. Well, either way, she's lost multiple times to Becky clean. Um, she did win with a, with a Uranagi rock bottom um, after the match. Shayna Baszler comes out and that what did you, you think of that? Like you were there live. I popped hard you for popped that. Popped hard for Shayna. I, I I don't know how it came out on TV, but I was I was excited for it. Um, I was shocked when she came out. Like I, I actually I was. didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, so is this setting up a Shayna Becky going into Mania? Um, that's a question. Um, I like to refer to Shayna now as Shane Grell. Heyo, uh, because uh, she took a bite out of Becky Lynch's neck. Uh, it looked it looked it looked pretty crazy on on being there. Uh, especially, you know, they, they got a tight shot of her, you know, with her mouth covered in blood. Um, I don't think they're going to go with a vamp, vamp, vampire gimmick on this. I hope not. 
Um, it Shayna doesn't no need sense. it. I feel like this was just a way to show how brutal Shayna can be. Um, but it, it looked it looked crazy. It definitely was something that I didn't expect to happen. It it it, it definitely made an impact for Shayna, but I don't know. Like like after watching how it played out later on the night, like Becky goes takes the ambulance and she comes back and she wants to challenge Shayna. It's like when that happens, when you get a bite of your skin like chopped off. Oh yeah, you should be off TV for a while. Like I, I just don't understand that like, you have to come back right away to like that. That that uh, she almost no sold it. Like, and I feel like the crowd's gonna start turning on Becky soon. They kind of already were um, at at least when, when the crowd that was around me. I heard booze when Becky won. Um, I feel like they're making her too strong, and people are gonna start revolting about uh, to that. You know, you know what happens when the, you have the top baby phase being booked really strong. That's a possible concern. Yes, um, and you know, like you said, she she stole an ambulance, which that whole thing could have not just been off the show. Um, you could have took her off the show, have her heal for a little bit, and have her come back because make it if, seem like she's in danger. You know, right? Don't make her this strong where like. It's already a foregone conclusion that she's gonna, you know, overcome everything. Make it seem like there's danger. That way, there's stakes, and there's a reason why I care to watch the match. WrestleMania is not until April, correct? Correct. We're in the middle of February. There's plenty of time between now and WrestleMania <laughs> where you can have Becky off the show for a little bit, or anyone for that matter, and come back ready for the angle. You don't have to rush him back right away. Look at Edge and Randy Orton when Edge uh, hit. I'm sorry, Orton hit Edge with the concerto. Yes. Edge is still off TV. He, Edge doesn't need to be back anytime soon. Exactly. Um, and that's how you that's how you build up. An, plus, not only that, there's two pay-per-views before WrestleMania. Right. Um, so don't, you don't need to rush this, guys. Take your time. I mean, overall, like, I think I think the match was great. The angle was fine. I just thought, like, after where, like, Becky had cut, came back and kind of, like, it almost minimized Shayna's impact. That's the thing that kind of got me right there. I wish she kind of sold it a little bit more. But... Funny you mentioned about Becky being booed more and more. She's not being booed to the level of how Seth was before he turned. No, no. But it is starting to get there little by little, though. Could you hear it on TV? I couldn't really hear it on TV okay, that much. I, I definitely heard it in the crowd when she won the match. But I'm definitely going to pay attention more next on Monday to see if, if, if that is the case. Um, she really needs, like, ever since Ronda... Becky's kind of just been on a slight decline. She's still over with the fans. Don't get she's me wrong. She's one of the most over people, and she's actually so over, she's asking for a pay increase. Really? She wants to be paid as much as the main eventers uh, for the men's side. I, I'd i say why not, because she is one of the top talents on um, in, in the company. She is one of the, she is actually one of the top. Yeah, I would say I would say why I'm, not. I'm all for that. Um, if, if you are the reason why people are coming, because you got to think of it like it's not like a pay scale, like a normal corporate pay scale. No, it isn't. Uh, it's based on merch and, you know, your drawing ability. Um, if you can draw the people to come out and people want to see Becky, fuck it. Pay, pay her top why, dollar. Why not? Because if you look at it, who are the top stars right now? Roman Reigns. Okay. Uh, Seth Rollins. All right. Kevin Owens. I, I wouldn't put them quite there yet. Becky for sure, but Becky for sure. So Charlotte, I, I, okay. So we so mainly basically the companies around those top four people: Roman, Seth, Charlotte, Becky. Those are your, four of your biggest stars. Yes. So, absolutely, I, I I'm okay with her asking for that increase because she is one of the top stars. Yeah, but then you have guys like Goldberg coming in for for a quick payday. Um, 
Tyson Fury got paid what nine million for his he got paid fifteen minutes. That to me doesn't seem right. I feel like Becky should get a piece of that nine million dollars that they paid Tyson Fury. I mean, look at look at Floyd Mayweather when he came in when he fought Big Show. Apparently, he was paid twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars. I don't think that was true. I think that was the alleged amount. Even ten million is it, too much. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, that's just the way WWE is. Like when they when they have these celebrities come in, they pay them an exorbitant amount of money. To get them there, thinking that if they come, then that's where the ratings are going to come in. That's where they're going to draw more fan attention. It doesn't always work that way. Now you can see Mike Tyson getting paid $20 million. I mean, in hindsight, he really should because he, Mike he saved Tyson, the company. He, him and Mr. T, if you come to celebrities, they're two. Cindy Lauper, too, for that And Cindy Lauper as well, which is a travesty that she's not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what's holding that up. I don't know what's going on with that either. Um, those, to me, work as far as celebrities working and making a positive impact to the company that's how you do it yes and not a one-off in saudi arabia um mm. especially for someone like tyson fury which who might be a big name in the boxing community but i i'm not a big in the community boxing community so i don't know so boxing fans if you can uh, chime in on this <laughs> please let us know um once i heard mojo's music hit i immediately got up to go get a beer um that I, was your bath it was your beer break that was my beer break uh the smack i mean Street Profits obviously like are awesome, but um, to see them fighting, Riddick Moss is his name. Riddick, yeah, Riddick Moss and Mojo Riley. Who Mojo got because he's like, I need someone that's gonna watch my back. They lose to the Street Profits, and he turns on him within what two weeks. And yeah. I was hoping that they were gonna do something big with the twenty four seven title, but it looks like it's back to just being bullshit again. It's it's a joke belt. It was never meant to be taken serious. Um, it is it is what it is. Um. Real quick, yeah. So Rick Moss is now the new twenty four seven champion. Although I'm pretty sure he's probably lost it multiple times along the way from <laughs> from Monday. Truth has had it four more times since then. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Let me ask you about um, how was how was the VIP lounge with um with um, MVP and um. Oh, I popped hard for MVP. Um, I, w- I went to the show with uh, my buddy Eric. He's been on the show before. A Rock. Shout out to A Rock. Uh, we both like jumped up and we're like high fiving each other because it was awesome. Um, it, MVP was kind of all over the place with if he wanted to be a face or a heel. He was, like, I mean, in, in the beginning he seemed like he was, um, like he 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 felt genuine about coming back. Then he was a little snotty uh, about the crowd, and then he kissed. He was trying to kiss Drew's ass. He said, "What we're gonna go to WrestleMania or something like yeah, that." Yeah, like, he, he wanted to be he like a on manager, Wii. like his his volume basically. Yes, yes. Um, Drew wasn't having any of that and uh, gave him a, a Glasgow kiss for his efforts and, and a Claymore. Claymore. Um, so I thought it was I thought it was an okay segment. Uh, I just like seeing MVP. I didn't realize he's fifty years old. Yeah, he's an old. He's he's getting up there. Like a lot of these guys. Um, and also another thing I want to mention real quick is a lot of the guys on the main roster, they're not young. No, like. I'm I'm trying to think who the youngest guys are like Carrillo, uh, Carrillo, and I mean Garza. and Garza, and they're under thirty. Oh shit! I didn't realize that. I thought Carrillo was like twenty two or something like that. They, I mean, for sure they're under thirty. But anyone else that's under thirty? Can you think of anyone else off the top of your head? Um, no, I don't know how old the AOP are. Buddy I Murphy. I don't know how they are. I mean, maybe Murphy's under thirty, but. You don't have a lot of young talent. Like, a lot of the talent's over 30. That's crazy. I mean, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm not watching kids out there. Right. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're, they're catching up. But the point, the point of all this is, like, 
there's no young stars on the on Raw or SmackDown elevated which they could create. Stars. There, there's there's some low low to mid carders, uh, which I mean, kind of where they belong, I guess. But at the same time, you'd want to see young talent being put up on a pedestal, kind of, you know? You want to get that youth. You want to get that, that, that you want to attract the youth audience. Um, one person that is young is Rhea Ripley. She is. Um, she's what, 22? She's under 30 for sure. Yeah. Um, and I just feel bad for Sarah Logan. We finally get to hear her talk and she just gets destroyed again. Is she the new Dana Brooke? Probably. I mean, um, they don't really have any big plans for Sarah Logan and they just see her as an enhancement talent at this point. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, if you're not going to, why break up the right squad? If you're not going to have anything for any of them, really? Well, wasn't Ruby Riot hurt? She was, but you, they Lo- could have, they could have used your right. Logan and Morgan were, were a great tag team. They, and especially for a division that doesn't really have any teams, they were a team. Uh, and you break them up and kind of just shit on Sarah Logan. I don't know what she did to anybody. Uh, Ricochet and Bobby Lashley. I thought I thought that was a that was a good match. Big guy, little guy, uh, good dynamic. Ricochet wins with a six thirty. Um, let's talk about this Orton thing. Yes. Um, what did you think about this? Because uh, we popped pretty hard for Matt Hardy because I thought he was done. He he worked me, bro. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it was it was fine. Like, I it was kind of it was kind of weird though. Like, I, I heard a Lita chant in the crowd. Did you? Were there was there a leader chant? I kind of feel like I started that chant because I, I because they were talking about Ed, Edge and and Matt Ed, Matt Hardy. They're right. Obviously, that triple that three way is a hey is a uh, something people don't forget. Obviously, that, it was that such love a big triangle. Um, so you have Matt Hardy kind of coming out to defend Edge, which was weird because they hated each other for so long. I mean, not weird in a bad sense, but just kind of like, why is he sticking up for Edge? Yeah, you're right. Because um, there was a point where they did not talk, and they were not, they weren't friends at that point with the whole Lita situation. I mean, now they're on good terms. Like it's uh, that's had happened 15 I mean, years. They're ago. all married, and they're not even within each other anymore. Yeah, so that that's that's all like all in the past. So I can understand Matt sticking up for because like he, like as far as like the matches and the wars that they had, sticking up for um for Edge. In the end, though. It didn't matter because Hardy Hardy got laid out with an RKO and a concerto. Yes, um, I thought that that was how they're going to write out Matt Hardy because I think his contract is done pretty soon, if it's not done already. And he even mentioned on social media. Yes, he said he posted something that said goodbye, but then they already announced next week him and Orton are going to have a match. Yeah, is what was it a false count anywhere match? Or? It's a no holds barred no match. holds barred match. Yeah, which I mean, maybe this will be how they write him off. I don't know. But uh, I hope so. Matt Hardy is really good at, at uh, toying with our emotions as far he, as him going away. He he is. So we'll see how that goes. Um, it's just he's he's being like he's being like the talk of the town right now as far as like not only on Raw but also throughout AEW as well. Yeah, I mean, I I would like to see him in, in AEW, but we'll see. Um, the eight man tag was just your standard main event with a bunch of people craziness going on this th- this part of the show gets a little crazy to me uh i was uh shots and beers in so oh my god what did you think about this it was a whatever match uh, i didn't go back and watch raw on tv because i already i didn't want to watch it again right it, it was a, it was a, it was a whatever match um essentially it, it it brought it was the whole purpose was to get the hill faction over yeah to win 
How many times did they say Monday Night Messiah on commentary? I I lost I lost I lost track after the opening promo to tell you the truth. They said it twice like in the first like 10 seconds. Um but Yeah, and after that I was like I'm done. I'm not paying attention. I'm going to keep track next week because I feel like it's just a buzzword that Vince really wants them to hammer home. Uh, maybe it's to get heat on Seth Rollins because we're tired of hearing it a bunch of times. But anyways, you gotta have a Messiah tracker, huh? <laughs> yeah, we'll have the Messiah tracker online next week. Um, let's talk about SmackDown real quick because um, SmackDown we was yesterday, obviously on Friday, but we missed last week's SmackDown. We too. we did. So um, there were there was some important stuff that did happen last week. Um, Bill Goldberg did announce uh, that he wants to challenge the Fiend in Saudi Arabia for the Universal Title. How do you feel about that? <sighs> Because it could go either way. It, it could go either way, yes. There's the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. And then if I know WWE, they're going to go to the wrong way for some <laughs> reason. What is the right way, just out of curiosity? Have the Fiend destroy Goldberg. That is the only way to... That, that it really is the only way to do it. Like, you got to have... Destroy, not, not like give Goldberg any offense. Not like, eating 12 spears. Yes. And just go out there, maybe eat a spear. No solo jackhammer. Get up and Goldberg's like, well, what the fuck? I'm out of moves. That's <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, and then just have the fiend give him the mandible claw and fucking call it a day. That's how they should do it. That's the only way they should do it. I mean, to me personally, they should not be doing. They shouldn't do this match because I think you kind of kill the mystique of Goldberg. And they did such a great job at building that back up. Yeah, they're gonna kill someone that night. That's for sure. And 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 probably like more likely to be Goldberg. I mean, I get you want to put the thing over. You want him to be like this dominant force. and But at the end of the day, we all know where this is going to lead to. Has Goldberg ever fought anyone like The Fiend? Like an overpowered person? Mm, if you don't count The Undertaker, no. Yeah. I'm, well, try, yeah. I'm trying to think. Had a good match. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe I should rewind that. I, yeah. I, honestly, I thought they were going to go with that. I thought they were going to go with uh, Taker Goldberg too, just to kind of like make get rid of that it. stench. Yeah. yeah. And since speaking of Undertaker... Um, it is heavily rumored that he may end up, we may he may end up wrestling at WrestleMania this year. Um, and the sky is blue. And the sky is blue. <laughs> um, maybe get Goldberg and Undertaker for Mania. Is that what they're pitching? It, well, it's rumored that it might be AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Wow, I did not see that I would, coming. I I, I want to know how. First of all, how they're going to get there. How are they going to get there? That's exactly. what I want to know. Yeah. because AJ Styles has been off TV for a while. Uh, he hurt his shoulder at the rumble. Yes, so he's been he's been out for 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 a couple weeks. So I like to see how they're going to get there. Number one, number two, do we really need an Undertaker match at WrestleMania? I mean, if we get what we got in Saudi Arabia, absolutely not. Exactly. Well, AJ Styles is a better worker than Bill Goldberg by absolutely. by a mile, and he's going to sell his ass off for the Undertaker. Um, uh, the streak really doesn't exist anymore. So it's. Just an Undertaker match just for the Undertaker having a match at WrestleMania. Would they do the same thing that they did to John Cena a couple years ago where Undertaker just comes out and squashes him and that's it? Because you're really just signing up for the Undertaker for his entrance exactly. at this point. You're right. I think it's going to be a little different because at that point of his career, John Cena could not. I mean, he, was, he wasn't a full-time wrestler. Yes. So if it was maybe like when he was wrestling 10 years ago, you can have a 20-minute match. Oh, man. I mean, that's the one thing that I wish WWE did before they broke the streak was have Super Cena versus Undertaker. Um, that would have been just magic. That would have been great. Uh, but, you know, that is what it is. That, 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 they, they fucked up with that opportunity. But, yeah, so uh, 
Styles versus Taker is rumored to be for WrestleMania. Hopefully, we'll see where it goes. I um, could see that happening. I could see that I mean, happening. I, too. I could see it being a good match, actually. Um, I, I, AJ Styles is always delivered, so I I would think that's probably where they're gonna go. Four fifty splash into a tombstone. Book it. I would be nice. I'd be down with that. I don't think Undertaker could do that, but that would be dope. That would be. But um, that's kind of all that happened on. Oh, the the once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, promo with the Miz and Morrison I thought was the best thing on SmackDown last week. Right. Um really creative, really good way to to showcase um the Miz and Morrison team um and what better uh duo than uh Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh Cliff Booth I like it. and uh I can't remember Leo's name. Um but yeah, that was cool. And there were some cameos from John Laurinaitis and um mr miz mr miz as well um friend of the show anisa was also i seen her in the background she so was in the background big shout, shout out to, to her. her uh that was really cool and to see uh her. lance storm the most charismatic wrestler of all time <laughs> yeah um but yeah if you haven't seen it go go see it i mean it's it's it, it's, it's, it is worth, it's worth checking out i i watched it earlier and i was actually very impressed um, this SmackDown, on the other hand, I, you know what? SmackDown, what the fuck happened to you? You know what, though? I'll say this, though. There were some positives on the show. There's actually quite a bit of positives. Um, the positive being the the date with... Um, yes. The, the date. Let's talk about the date. They've been hyping this date for, what, two weeks? For a couple weeks now, as a matter uh, of fact. Otis finally gets his date with Mandy. She agrees on Valentine's Day, no less. Um, so there was a hype video last week of him, like... You know, trying to be proper. It might be a dumb and dumber uh, when they're where they're trying to get Lloyd ready for his date. Oh with, yes, uh, Swanson, <laughs> Swanson, Sam, Swami, Swimmy, Slappy, uh, Samsonite. I was way off. Oh, uh, but yeah. So that that rem- totally reminded me of that. And then you know, get him ready for the date this week. And uh, he walks in the room. He's about to he say, "Hey, where's Mandy Rose at?" Or he says, "Have you seen a lovely peach?" He he reminds me of Chris Farley like way too much. Yes, he does. Um, and then he's like, "Oh, right this way, sir." And then he w- turns a corner. Dolph Ziggler is already sitting at the like table the Matriarch knows exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, who doesn't know where Mandy Rose? That's is That's true. Um, well, as soon as he walks in. She sees uh, he sees Mandy with Dolph Ziggler. Ooh, what a turn! And everyone booed. Well, yeah, and it felt like everyone's heart just dropped because everyone felt Otis like they felt for the dude. He had his heart broken seeing someone who he had a huge crush on to see her with another dude, dropped his flowers and walked off. A la Eve Torres and John Cena. Yes. Wow, I, and I, you know what? Though that is the, probably the best storyline. That's definitely the best storyline on SmackDown. I'll say that. Uh, I, I wouldn't argue with you because um, a lot of the other stuff was dog shit, literal. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this is interesting. I want to see where this goes. Uh, Otis, are they making him ready for a singles run? Is that where we're going with this? Out of the two, Otis definitely has much more charisma. But I don't think they should break up the tag team at all. Like you definitely want to keep them as a tag team because what the hell is they're gonna do with Tucker Knight? I mean, he's gonna he's like to me he's he like needs the, Otis. He needs Otis more than anything else. And you know we're we're, we're friends with with Heavy Machinery. They took a picture with us. No big great deal. guys, uh, by the way. <laughs> uh, they uh, they should absolutely keep them together. Uh, but we'll see uh, where this goes. I don't know if Dolph Ziggler is gonna need a partner. I'm sure he can. Get Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Sorry, yeah. Robert Roode. Robert Roode. Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I felt like the opening segment with Moment of Bliss was awful. Um, I the whole Nikki Cross thing, they're making how do they remake her? Uh, when her character was so different to where it is now, like just 
hanging out with Alexa and being She's like a gossip girl now. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. She went from goth girl to gossip girl, kind of. Um, they they asked uh, uh, Nikki Cross asks Alexa, asks, asks Alexa, who's your celebrity crush? And she's like, oh, wait, I know what it is. Broad pot. And oh, everyone was Scottish like, accent. <laughs> even uh, Michael Cole, you couldn't he- you could hear him laughing. Corey was like, wait, who? Who's that? Um, that was funny. Um, but other than that, uh, Carmela, they interview Carmela. They have an interview with her. Uh, falls flat. Uh, I feel like the crowd wasn't really into this, e- even though the crowd was hot for SmackDown this week. Um, Bailey beats Carmella after she just won her number one contendership. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Naomi comes out, so it looks like we might get a triple threat, maybe. Possibly in Saudi Arabia. Possibly. Um, she did mention she's gonna have a match in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's a big. That was a big takeaway. They're gonna have a first ever women's championship um, defense in uh, Saudi Arabia. Good for them. Which uh, I mean, yeah, that that's awesome. If that, we can that, get more women out there, that'd be great. That that's 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 good for them, right? That's a huge accomplishment. Um, but going back, going to Bailey though, out of the three champions, she uh, we mentioned this before. She is the one that is overlooked. Like, there's really no plans for her. Why were they hyping her up like she's this most? They they kept saying she's the most dominant SmackDown champion. Uh, when they've booked her like shit this entire time. She's held a belt for over 200 plus days. Well, she's I held the belt, but she's not been booked great. Other than right. like there, eking, eking out a win or cheating to win somehow, uh, she hasn't been dominant in even a little bit of the sense of the word. She has not, no. But um, and that and that's why like a lot of the fans kind of see her as an afterthought because and she's not a good promo. She's you would think she'd get better, but I feel like she's, it's, it's exactly the same. Like she seems nervous. I can tell she doesn't believe the words that she's saying. No, um, I'm not a not, I'm not a fan of this heel turn that they did with her. They 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 goozled they, it. They yes, they 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 definitely did not do a good job with that. And she had all the momentum to be a heel, but they just people did, were wanting it. And they they just, wanted it, and then yeah. I guess be careful what you wish for in that case. I guess in this case, I'd rather have the old Bailey back. Yeah. Um, um, another thing I want to talk about SmackDown. There's three matches on this whole night. Yes, and one of them was a two-on-one handicap match. Why are they burying two Chad Gable faces, so bad? Two baby faces against a heel, and at the what end, did what did Chad Gable do to someone? I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> and if I'm Chad Gable, I'm waiting for the days for my contract to end so I can get the fuck out of there. I don't. I don't. I don't get why. Um, why this had to happen? Uh, and also look at Apollo Cruz as well, too, man. Like two like. Guys that can go out there and put on a show, put on a good match. Shorty G, uh, which I hate calling him that, um, had a lot of promise in the King of the Ring tournament, and look where he's at now. Um, I I feel really bad for the guy. Um, this is kind of just a squash match. I feel like there wasn't a lot of offense uh, from the two guys. Essentially, yeah, that's what it was. Like it was a quick match. Shane Sheamus won with the bro kick, laid out both um Sh- both Gable and um Lashley. I'm sorry, um Paula Cruz. And since we're on the topic of guys getting buried, Cedric Alexander as well. He remember like he had a match with um, um, uh, with um, Angel Garza. Yes. Well, he was about to. He was about to. Talk about another guy that's getting buried. Like, what the fuck are they doing with these guys? Why have them on there if you're not going to do anything with them? Like, I understand like not everyone could be a star. Yeah, but utilize them to their full potential and make the most of what they have and they're not and they're squandering these guys like at least make it a competitive match between a two-on-one 
with like I'm, I get that they want to make Seamus seem like a big deal. He already is a big deal. Yes. Um. They they don't need to like make it seem like he's this guy they can just go out there and squash all these little guys, unless they're gonna have a Seamus Rey Mysterio match. I don't know what they're building up. I really don't know. I don't know what they're doing with 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 uh, fucking Seamus. I have no clue. But yeah, these uh, just WWE has had, they just don't see these guys. If you're not going to utilize them to the full potential, let them go. Let them go somewhere else where they can be uh, appreciated. One thing I'll say about this SmackDown though is the promo with Hulk Hogan and the Fiend. I actually liked it. I really liked it. I feel like the Hogan part was like pre-recorded. It was. Um, but the interaction with him and Bray Wyatt was was great. Uh, Bray Wyatt came out NWO style. I loved it. Uh, yeah, this this was a bright spot on on a really shitty show. Um, and you know they're trying to build up this Goldberg. Well, one they were they're building up the NWO going to the Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, and you know it it Hulk Hogan got inducted very early when they still had like banquet halls uh, for the Hall of Fame. And you got like a plaque, but now it's like such a production. I feel like Hulk Hogan's really going to bask in this moment uh, to be in front of like a, a packed stadium that they that they do for these in Hall of in, in Tampa, Florida, where, yeah, where he's from. So I mean, that, that's good for Hogan. Uh, don't know why X Pac is there, but I I digress. Yes. Um, and then they just build up the fact that you know Hogan's been in the ring with Goldberg, and they're both in their primes at the time, um, and they're trying to make Goldberg seem like a credible threat to uh the fiend so we'll see uh what happens with that but that was a great segment uh dog shit segment was the zane elias stroman cesaro nonsense i i didn't really care for it. i fast forwarded it after you know i, I knew it was gonna happen and i just fast even with it. Sami Zayn in his uh fidel castro hat i just couldn't i couldn't care i'm sorry i and i feel so thing. bad for these two guys yeah man. and this is what they do like they just they don't know how to utilize the talent. Well, I feel like SmackDown is now the show for kids. I feel like that's the whole direction they're going with all this now. Um, and I, kids want to see Braun come out and destroy Sami Zayn, so that's what they're getting. I get they're trying to get the I, I, I get they're trying to get a young crowd. They're trying to attract new fans, but is it really working? At the end of the day, we'll, uh, we'll find out. Maybe I, I guarantee you that the ratings dipped when this segment was going on. I I would think so. And uh, the the oh the tag match the tag match uh, Roman and mystery partner Daniel Bryan for some reason against Miz and Morris and the number one contenders for the New Day's uh, titles. Why? Okay, so this match uh, to me was sloppy as shit. Um, the Miz was like I don't know. The Miz was not on the same page as Roman. Morrison went out there and did his thing, um, but I feel like it was just I a lot of spots were sloppy. And then in the end, you have the the main eventers, Dan O'Brien and Roman Reigns, beating a, a, an actual tag team of Miz and Morrison. Why? Do, do we not need to establish Roman Reigns more? That's, Is that what they're doing? That's Well, I mean, the, we're getting into the WrestleMania season. Remember, they took a break last year from building up Roman Reigns, and they feel like now that break has been gone – we got to push. We got to utilize Roman Reigns and make him be the top. I mean, he essentially is the top guy on SmackDown. He is. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, um, why do this to Miz Morrison? What put put another tag team in there? They don't like Roman doesn't need the win. I agree with you on that. He he does not need the win. He can he can afford to lose because you want to build up your tag team. You got to build up your tag team division. You got to build up these guys, especially if they're going to be challenging the New Day for the tag belt. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about the tag team division. It's clear. It's clear that they don't. And we mentioned about how like they they're trying to make uh 
Otis to be like um a, to to be a star. They see something in Otis, and it might be at the cost of Tucker. Yeah, they don't care about the tag division at all. Uh, let's get into uh, AEW. Yeah, the probably the show of the week for me. Easily. Absolutely, AEW this week. I mean, a, a, right, real quick, AEW NXT were both great shows this week as always. Um, there hasn't been a bad show from either one. Um, and even shows in the ratings. It was pretty close as far as the ratings go. Oh, really? Yeah, like AEW, I believe, had um, 800. It was about 800 plus, and then NXT was around 750. It was The, the gap was definitely close. Um, let me take a look. at. Let me get the ratings real quick, and I will tell you. Sorry about that. So, yeah, AEW netted 817,000 compared to NXT's 750, I believe. 757. So yeah, very close. They narrowed the gap. Um, AEW was down from the week before. NXT happened to gain a little bit of viewers, um, but it's gonna go. It's gonna go either way. What does it really tell us at the end of the day? Not much. It really isn't a whole lot about it. Um, it fluctuates. Um, the, I think the main goal of it is to see if they can gain an audience. If they if that rating can go up, that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, but let, let's go back to AEW. Uh, started off with a hot match with the tag team championship: Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus SCU. Um, I mean, what a fucking great match, dude! I, I, Kenny Omega is uh, he's back to being Kenny Omega to me. He he's getting there absolutely. Um, is it just me or did or did um SCU work his heels in this match? They were healing it up a bit, weren't they? It it seemed like it, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially you know you have the Dark Order coming out before the match even starts. That's right. Um, is Chris Chris, I, well, Chris Christopher Angel. Daniels? I was gonna say Chris Angel. Um, well, he is a Daniels, fallen angel. Is he gonna be joining the Dark Order? I feel like they're planting seeds. Maybe they're gonna swerve us somehow. That's that's a possibility because he went in the back. He volunteered himself to go in the back to confront them, and. You can, and, and this is what I like about the commentary for AEW. All of them called them out on it, like, "Hey, wait a minute, that's not really a smart move. If anything, you're making yourself more guilty of being the, um, of being the higher power." Yeah. So I, I thought that was great. I thought that was a, a small tidbit that AEW threw in by the commentary team. Um, after the match, uh, you know, they're still showing that Page and Omega aren't on the same page. Uh, no they get intended. to win, but then all the tag teams come out, and there's a big old fight at the end. Um, it's gonna be. I'm I'm excited because they're they're showing that the uh, the tag division is alive and well in a. It means something. Yes, and it should. Great match, great segment. I mean, that's one. That's a that's a great way to kick off the show. Uh, and then you had a uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. I thought it was an okay match. Uh, Guevara was selling his ass off for for him. Absolutely. Um, and this is all leading into. Dustin Rhodes versus um, Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Um, he calls him Jericho's bitch and is like, you don't even wrestle. You you had a failed MMA career, which not failed, but not great. Um, he, right. He fought like local jobbers, basically, in MMA. Um, so we're going to get Jake Hager's first AEW match at Revolution, it seems like, or next week. That's what they're projecting. So I, I would hope that's going to be the case. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, and then you have Britt Baker. Uh, I love this segment. She's gr she's really good on the mic. You look at Bailey and you look at Britt Baker, and there's total night and day between the two. Um, I guess in Texas you don't mess with with Whataburger. Hell no, you don't. <laughs> you don't mess with Texas in general, but you right. 
she called them fat Waterburger chubby Waterburger faces. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. She dissed the crowd. She dissed Tony Schiavone. I I love it. Um, she's finding her niche. She she absolutely is. She I, needed it. She needed it. And that's what they should have gone with her in the beginning. She should have had her been a heel to begin with, full time. Um, I'm glad they finally went with it. You know, they the, the thing with AEW, it's a lot of trial and error. And when they see something that doesn't work, they'll go ahead and make the correction. They'll go, they'll they'll do it on a whim, and they'll stick to it after. And hopefully, they stick to Break Breaker being a heel because there's more money in her being a heel than a babyface. Yeah, I mean, they've already turned the uh, the Nightmare Collective Brandy's back to being a a, a face again. They should have just kept that whole thing like together, you know, the uh, Cody, Brandy, and Shadow. Shadow's the dog's name, right? Yes. Uh, that that was already working. They didn't they didn't need to get all they didn't need to like over overbook themselves on that. Yeah, and um, real quickly, she was interviewed by um by um Brian Alvarez, and he did mention the question of why it didn't work out. She went into detail saying, "Well, it was something that I did kind of wanted to try, but I knew that it didn't work out for me." And the fan reaction was the same way as well. We all felt the same way too, and decided, you know what, we're just gonna stop it while 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 we're at it. The whole thing is like, I feel like maybe she wanted to do something. She's and they're and they didn't like take their time with it. That could have happened maybe next year. That's true. Um, I feel like maybe that was a situation where they could have told her no, but instead they gave her the green light and kind of messed up some storylines. It, but it is what it is, though. But um, like I said, though, stick with stick with Britt Baker being a heel and go from there. Uh, since we're on the topic of women, let's talk about this women's ta- uh, women's uh, championship match. Um, I I, I like the match in general. Um, I think the right person won um, in Nyla Rose. Riho kind of had a lackluster run with the title. She had some great matches, but as far as like being there every week and having an actual storyline, uh, not so much. Uh, but Nyla Rose has been on dynamite. I feel like for a lot of the weeks um i think she was injured uh, for a little bit she was written off tv for a little bit as well um this and if match, she's not on dynamite she's on dark yes um this match was great um real it can work with almost anyone she brings out the best in nyla rose the money with rio is with her chasing absolutely it's 100 her chasing she's it. so little and she's so, she's sweet so little she's such an underdog it worked out for both dynamics uh, the right person did win. Uh, neither one with the beast bomb, and then as she was walking in the back, uh, she was rather disappointed by uh, the victory celebration that she was going to expect. Kenny Omega was in the back to congratulate her, and only for her to talk shit to him, saying like, "This is all I got. Where's <laughs> the champagne? Where's everything else?" And Britt Baker was back there. Um, well, Jericho I, complained the same way, so maybe they just don't celebrate their champions. Maybe well. they don't. Yeah, <laughs> Jericho had the same argument. That's true. So maybe they're onto something. Maybe the heels are right about something. They have a right to to complain, in in that case. But I think the bigger story is um what happened after and what happened outside of um outside the ring. Um, there were people who um were not happy with them because during the match, Jr. Um, did call Nyla Rose the king of the mountain, and. People were not happy with that uh, statement. For people that don't know, uh, Nyla Rose is a tra- transgender wrestler. Right, and she is the first transgender women's wrestling champion in any um, organization. Which is great. Um, J.R. Connor, I mean, you can't really get mad at J.R. because he fucks up a lot of shit. Yeah, th- 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 that's how I treat it as. It's just more of J.R. making a mistake. And you see, these, you see it a lot now. He's making a lot more mistakes than he did before. So it was just Jr. making a mistake. That's all I saw it as. Whether it's calling, you know, 
Jungle Jack, um, which you know, or you know, he he uh, he fucks up names basically all the time. It's, right. It's even Britt Baker called him out on it. He did. Um, and she did. I feel like that was just a flub of the tongue. Uh, Val Venus worked himself into a shoot about this. You know, it's it's wrestling, dude. Like, relax. It's not like uh, the end of the world when there's a trans woman um, being put on this pedestal where she's the champion. Right. And um, he he came so he, he came out so ignorant. Go ahead, go. Ahead. I'm sorry, Jake. Yeah. He um, Kayfabe News posted an article a couple days ago, kind of mocking, um, saying like one Nimrod had um complained about a trans woman being champion blah 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 um check it out it's a funny article the kayfabe news always has great articles check them out val venus on his facebook account had a link to it and was rambling on about um saying how this is not fair to women wrestlers who work their asses off and they're giving it to a man and he, he ran with it and in addition to that he doubled down on it and he made a meme of it yes and what was the meme? Uh, it said, hello... Natural ladies or Hello, biological like ladies. Hello, biological ladies. And um, I think, first of all, he kind of fucked up. He should have said, hello, cis ladies. <laughs> should have done that. But um, the point of it is, like, it's professional wrestling. We all know it's stage. We all know it's a work. Um, it's not MMA. It's not boxing. It's not basketball where it's a, competitive, where it's a, a true competitive sport. Um, he's trying to use a Joe Rogan argument with that. Exactly, and it's 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 a completely different thing. And for um, those that don't know, like Joe Rogan made an argument saying that trans women in um, MMA and boxing, they have a natural advantage because they have testosterone in them over a female. So of course they're going to dominate. Yes, and Joe that I get that I understand. I understand that argument. Um, but when it comes to pro wrestling, like it, it's it doesn't matter. Like it's predetermined. Um, if anything, you want to utilize her more to the women's division and have her be like this beast. I'm sure, like they, I'm sure they, oh, you can find anything like okay. If I was asked by Val Venus, who would you use as a beast right now? Who would you be your dominant female wrestler outside of Awesome Kong? Because Awesome Kong is hurt. Who would you get? I don't know exactly. <laughs> so they have someone in Nyla Rose. Use her to that full potential, and then you can get you know, the other women to chase her and she can just be unstoppable. And then there's going to be someone that's going to come along and knock her off her perch. And, you know, this will be, you know, a thing that people talk about. Um, I, I don't, I don't get where he was coming from. I think he was totally off base. I think he was totally ignorant to the fact that he doesn't really know what trans is. A lot of people don't know what, what, what trans is. It, it, that's true. And he also doesn't know AEW as well. Apparently thinks a bunch of writers are writing it and it's not like WWE where, it's only a few people that are in charge of the matches, in charge of the promos, that are out there. Sorry, this isn't a a a, a big penis joke. I'm sorry, this isn't uh, the Attitude Era, bro. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, what else happened on on AEW? MJF Jungle Boy. I thought this was a good match. Really uh, good match. They they went back and forth quite a bit. The dual kip up spot I thought was dope. Yes. Um, MJF gets the win by uh, hitting him with the with the ring punch, a loaded punch uh, as Jr. put it, and a double cross as well, right? And a double cross. And um, I'm, we mentioned earlier as far as like the lack of talent under thirty with Raw and SmackDown. AEW doesn't quite have that problem. If anything, these two guys are going to be the future. Whether they stay in AEW or they go somewhere else, um, MJF to me is going to be probably one of the greatest heels. I will say this of all time. He's he's he has what it takes to be up there. The way not he gets now, a crowd but down to the road, just boo, and boo, and boo. 
people hate this guy, man. Yes. Um, he works people into a shoot, brother. Um, and Jack Perry, he has a charisma. He just looks like a natural baby face. Super baby face. Super underdog. Um, he fights from underneath a lot, and he, you know, he finds the the will to win. Um, fortunately, not this night, but you know, he had help from Wardlow and Jungle Boy, or and uh, and the the ring. Wardlow in the ring. You're right. Um, main but event. Yeah. Before we get into the main event, um, Jim Ross had an interview with Santana. If you remember last week, he had his eye taken out by uh, John Moxley. Yes, I love this interview. Great, great promo. And um, it showed some fire. Yes, and to me, this is how you utilize Jim Ross. You have him sit down with these wrestlers. You have him ask these questions, and you guide them into delivering why you should care about them. I care a lot more about Santana now than I ever did. I didn't know that his dad was blind by the time he was twenty-five. No. I didn't know his dad passed away on New Year's Day as well. Oh, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. And I was like, wow, that hit me. Yeah. Um, I, I heard that, and I'm just like, man, like I feel bad for this guy. Like I know exactly what he's going through. He did a double turn. Oh, yeah. I mean, you more than anyone, man. Um, you, you you know that how that how that is. Um, yeah, and he tells a story of like him basically hitting rock bottom. He calls his dad up one night and says, like, you know, Papa, like, I'm, I'm hitting rock bottom. You know, I'm, I feel like I, I don't know what to do. And he tells him, son, I'm blind. Like, I can't see. You, That's not rock bottom. Yeah. Like, you at least are able to see. And that kind of motivated him to, like, get out of his funk. And this is where he's at right now. And it's just, like, it's so compelling. Like, you think, like, this guy's a baby face. This guy should be a baby face. It, it makes me care about him. Yeah. Um, and that's something that AEW does that they, WWE just doesn't know how to do is make it real, make people care. Um, this is a great double turn in one, one promo from this guy. I would think that I mean, down the road you got to turn him and or Ortiz both as baby faces. We'll see how this goes right now, but let's see what they're going to do with it. Match-wise, I thought this was a great match by the two. Um, Who would have thought one half of LAX would put on a, a, a match? He Apparently he hasn't had a singles match in over like a year and a half that's uh, true 400 and some odd days um and he had a great match with moxley who just um had a match with suzuki correct yes and i've heard that match i gotta go back and watch that match but i haven't seen it i heard that was a phenomenal match and it just seems like those two are just natural for each other like almost like batman and joker kind of yeah they they were they were made they were born in different eras but made to fight each other they were made to fight each other I cannot. I love Suzuki, by the way. I anytime I get the chance to watch Minoru Suzuki, I'm going to take advantage of that. Um, but Moxley, though, he's hitting his stride. He's been hitting his stride ever since he left WWE. I think he's still undefeated in AEW, right? I something like that. I don't. I think so. But he's definitely had a winning record, and they're protecting Moxley because he is the number one contender to the AEW Championship. Yes. Um, earlier in the night, I forgot to talk about this. Jericho uh, was talking about that he hired a bounty hunter named Jeff Cobb. And I was like, that was a weird way to kind of blow off that surprise. But the way that AEW has been introducing people, they haven't been doing a great job at it. Yes. Um, so we got a hype package showing the destruction that Jeff Cobb actually brings. Former Matanza from um, Lucha, Underground. Lucha Underground. And I wish they used some of that footage for, for that Matanza. Been that would have been great, dude. Uh, but Jeff Cobb is the real deal. Uh, I, I don't know if he's full-time with AEW. I don't think he is because he's still with ROH. Correct. Um, and also working New Japan as well. So I think it's fine. Like, have him come up here once in a blue moon and, you know, 
have him just be a guy that can that comes up, shows up, and works for the inner circle. I'm totally fine with it. And already announced next week, Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley. Yes, which is going to be a huge match. Huge match for them too, as well. Um, but basically, at, at he he comes out, destroys uh, Moxley with the tour of the islands, and that's how AEW ends. Yeah, Moxley gets the win after a really good good match. Uh, I four and I uh, basically two guys fighting with one eye, um, and then they both were fighting with no eyes for a little bit. They try to take the other eye out. It's uh, a small psychology that it just makes this it makes it so great. Yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see what Jeff Cobb brings next week. They need to lock this guy down. They need a they need a big guy like Jeff Cobb, and the inner circle is growing. Um, I wonder if I could join the inner circle. They, fuck, why not, dude? Uh, I want in. NXT NXT was okay this week, considering this was the go home for their uh, for their pay per view going on on Sunday. Um, it was kind of just whatever, dude. I actually I actually didn't mind. It was I, I thought it was a good show too. Um, well, compared to AEW. Compared to AEW, though, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, AEW is strong this week. NXT was was strong as well. Um, let me ask you this question: What do you think of um, Roddy and the whole dynamic with him and the Velveteen Dream? I feel like Roddy is the babyface in this. I I agree with you on that as well. Like, you, that's. I mean, I know that it's it's a tribute to uh, Ravishing Rick Rude, um, right? The Jake the Snake storyline. But I mean, you don't mess with that man's family. They said it on commentary, even. Um, Roddy, Roddy, and uh, Bronson Reed, right? Is his name? Yes, they had they had a match. It was it was an okay match. I feel like Bronson had too much offense, um, and the the way they've been booking Bronson this whole time, he hasn't really been. You can't really take him as a serious cre- no. a, a credible threat. He has thick with two C's on his tights. Come on. Uh, yeah, come. There you go. Um, my, my point exactly. <laughs> you just actually, I was actually about ready to mention that. <laughs> Um, the the finish of this match was he dived off the top rope and Roddy hit him with a knee in midair. That was awesome. Um, I feel like Roddy should have, you know, maybe I don't know. He is a big guy, so I get where like it was hard for Roddy to win, right? Um, uh, but I feel like he got a little too much offense in this match. Um, and then you know, Velveteen comes out and he you know shows them that hey, not only do I have your wife, not only does it say call me Marina on your ass, but I have your wife and your newborn son painted on my tights um yeah i feel like roddy is justifiably pissed off uh to the velveteen dream we'll like, get into our predictions you, you can bit. you can make the argument say like velveteen did take it too far because his mentality is that you took you try to take me out oh now i'm gonna go like full psychological warfare on you yeah and maybe that's kind of went maybe went a little too far right there because i don't know who the i mean to me i agree roddy is the baby face in this in this segment and velveteen is the heel are they going to do a double turn? I I don't know. I don't. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, what did you think of the Matt Dunn, uh, Matt Riddle, Pete Dunn? Uh, I segments? love it. I that, it I, reminded me of old '90s wrestling. Yes, uh, like when like Mean Gene would like interview on location. You know. Uh, yes, it was a good throwback. I really like the segments. I, the the pairing, the odd couple pairing of the two guys. Um, I, I I think it's fantastic, and it's natural as well because that's how exactly how Pete Dunn is, and that's who <laughs> Matt Riddle is. Yeah, as well. exactly. Matt Riddle has a ton of charisma. I don't understand why Vince doesn't see that. He just I, he doesn't get Matt Riddle. Uh, maybe it's the mushroom tattoo. For whatever reason, <laughs> I, I dude. I don't know. For whatever reason, bro. Uh, but I love these segments. I mean, eventually they're trying to find a way to get to Portland. Um, they tried driving to Portland, didn't did, work. Nope. 
They paddled, paddle boated. They paddle boated. I love that. And as they had well. the trophy with them the whole time, and they like they just referred to it as boots. as a person. Yeah, it, it was like we got to make sure we got our buddy there safe. We got our buddy there, bro. I loved it. Eventually, they found a way to get there via Triple H's private jet. So they're in. I, I'm I'm assuming they're still in up in the air right now uh, from from <laughs> Orlando to Portland. That's a pretty long private flight right there. Um, hopefully they do get a bathroom break. Yeah, I mean maybe they're just peeing on each other. I don't know. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Leo Rush and Angel Garza for the number one contender against uh, what's his name? Uh, the cruiserweight champion. Um, I. See that—that's how much they—they they made me care about this guy. The uh, Finn Balor clone. Um, <laughs> yeah. He essentially is a Finn. What's oh, his name? But yeah, exactly. He—he's becoming like I'm, I'm trying to think of the name now. Uh, his name is uh, Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin. There we go. I knew it had something to do with like uh, with with Devitt. Devitt Devlin. Okay, so Jordan Devlin is the the current NXT champ uh, cruiserweight champion. Um, I thought Angel Garza was going to be able to get his title back, but it looks like he might be going to the full roster. That's roster what I, full-time. That's what I got out of it. Leo Rush it, is the new number one contender. Um, I think, I mean, they see something in Angel Garza, obviously. I think they could probably, probably could use a little bit more time in NXT, but if they have something for him on the main roster, which it looks like they do, I'd say go with it. Have him, have him be there. Maybe we'll see him. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for Garza as far as matches go, you know, you could feud him, obviously feud him with Mysterio, feud him with his cousin, Humberto Carrillo. Hell, he might even feud with Andrade. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So I think, I think why not? Like, in this case, I would push him up there and utilize him. Maybe put them as a tag team when he, when Andrade comes back. Or a stable, for that matter. There's, yeah, like there's a, a lot of LWO part two. There you go. It's been rumored. Um, I, I'd be cool with that. Uh, Bianca Belair just destroys Santana. I feel so bad for Santana. Santana, Santana, Garrett, uh, the other Santana. Uh, she's she's awesome. Um, we've seen her work uh, the Indies in, here in SoCal, um, and I just feel like, damn, they just keep burying this chick every time. She she hasn't had uh, any impact whatsoever. No, they just basically see her as an enhancement talent. But you know what though, Bianca looked dominant. I mean, and that's what you're establishing. And that's and that's what you're I just, doing. I wish she could have put maybe. Um, someone else in that role like the Vanessa Bourne or Aaliyah those are heels and I think Santana is a baby face and right now Bianca is a heel okay so that's probably the reason why they had her do this match uh, but either way though I mean she looked dominant Bianca is a, a freak athlete um, just like her husband and it sucks for her because I think WWE botched this entire storyline they could have not they had to jump on it right away. They could not have waited until after takeover. Exactly. And that's kind of where Bianca's gripe is. Like you've been you're you're talking about main roster. You still gotta go through me. Uh Rhea Ripley says, I, I see you and I'm gonna go right through you and then gets uh Bianca's finisher. Um I, I forget the name of the, the finisher, but it's a, it's an impressive looking move. It is. Um it's what is it, like a Death Valley driver bomb or something. Something something along those lines. I forgot the name of it, though. Um, but the whole point of it is that they should not have jumped the gun right away. They should have waited. Well, because now you have to make Rhea look weak going into TakeOver. You got to give her some doubt. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they did they did what they could with this, which I, I appreciate. Um, and then Kushida versus Cole. What what did you think about this match? I On paper, it sounds awesome. I don't think the execution was there. It wasn't there. I feel like with Kushida, 
him in NXT, I, it's just it's he's just there. He's just another guy. Exactly, exactly. He doesn't have the same oomph he had in New Japan. No, he didn't. I mean, and you know, him teaming with Alex Shelley a couple weeks ago, you know, I'm I'm glad they did that. But what else? What are they gonna do? Like, I mean, to me, if if you have nothing for Kushida, why not have the time splitters be full time? Have Alex Shelley come back, have him wrestle as a tag team. I mean, you could always use an extra tag team in NXT. Absolutely. Um, and the bad thing about having all the gold on Undisputed Era is that there's no gold really put a, put out through the whole roster. Yes. Um, so in order to get the belts, you need to be feuding with Undisputed Era and vice versa. Um, and I would have think that Kushida would be would be feuding with the with the uh, cruiserweight champion. Um, I would put him in, in in that division. If you're not going to use him, use him in, in there as well. I mean, at this point, the, and that that goes back to the 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 uh, the fact that the NXT roster can you know go. What am I trying to say right now? The they can stand to lose some people to the main roster. They um, are because they have over so many people flowing with great talent. Yes, it's a uh, riches. I don't know what what's I don't fuck. We get, I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. They have so much talent in NXT, they could afford to lose a, uh, lose a few guys to the main roster, and they'll still be fine. But then you, you get a guy like Kushida on the main roster, and what's Vince going to do with him? Book him to lose to Sheamus? In that case, you don't put him on the main roster. Him in NXT is fine, but look what they're doing with him in NXT. Like He does not feel special at all. At all. Uh, which, you know, a lot of people complain about Kenny Omega um, being on AEW not feeling special. Look at Kushida. I mean, come on. Anyways, you got to you got to call it as it is. Um, uh, let's get our predictions for uh, takeover. and yes. we'll get out of here because we are way over time. We are okay. So um, NXT takeover is going to happen this Sunday in Portland, Oregon. Um, it's on first, its own. On its own. This independent from um, from any of the major shows. It's been like it's been a while since it's been like that. Um, I think I like the idea having it established it being independent from. Um, from any of the major shows because NXT to me is just as equal as Raw and SmackDown. So you definitely want to make it independent and also at the same time when there's a big event like WrestleMania, you also want it to be, to be a, a piggyback backing off, off of it as well. Yes. Six matches are announced. That's um, more than normal. So this definitely feels like a WrestleMania caliber takeover, a huge takeover, if you must say. Um, I thought all the belts were going to be aligned. They're missing the cruiserweight uh, title. And all the matches are great matches. I mean, look at the card from it's from stacked. It's stacked from top to bottom. Um, let's go ahead and go from the. You want to go from the bottom? Let's go from the bottom. How about that? So um, Dakota Kai Tinga knocks in a street fight. Who do you got? Um, and this, I feel like they really just didn't book this angle the way that they probably should have. Um, I, I feel like they really haven't booked it great at all. Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. It's been an afterthought to me. Um, so I don't. You're right. Fuck. I don't. I really don't. Even You're know. right because last week they had they had a match and Tegan Knox won. Exactly. So now we got to ump the ante and add a stipulation to it. Um, they could have waited for. They definitely could have waited for um, Sunday. They should, yeah. They shouldn't have done that match last week. Um, I'm gonna go to go Dakota Kai on this one. Um, just because it's a street fight, I feel like. It, She's gonna be able to, you know, use more weapons, and they, they want to make her a babe, a real fucking heel. They need to make sure that she looks strong in this. Um, so I'm gonna go Dakota Kai. I'm gonna agree with you on that as well because, um, for the reasons you mentioned, in addition on top of that, um, 
to get to, to get their win back. I think Dakota's going to get her win back. They might have to do some 50-50 with this rivalry. Um, I don't think this is going to be the end of the rivalry, to tell you the truth. I think they're going to have one more match. Um, more than likely, it could be at um, the TakeOver before WrestleMania. So I could, I could see that. I could absolutely see that happening. Um, maybe in a cage cage match, since they kind of fought in a mini cage. That's true. If they wanted to make this a, a, a main storyline, they could go that route. Because it all started with it all started in a cage. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't feel like they believe in either of these girls to be able to put on a main event level match like that. Uh, but it'd be great to see. Um, up next, Keith Lee versus Donovan, Dominic Dijakovic for the North American Championship. I love the hype video on NXT this week with Mark Henry talking about how these are two big guys and they're reinventing the big man in wrestling. Yes. And I agree 1,000%. You don't see Mark Henry doing any fucking... Uh, leaps out outside the ring uh i like i famously said i've never seen a refrigerator jump over a top rope before and that's what <laughs> we get in keith lee uh this match is going to be awesome that we've seen them fight many times and every time i'm blown away how how these two guys work together and i'm glad they saved it for a takeover uh because it was getting to the point where like they were going to do it every week on the show it was just it, it was like okay it's only a matter of time before it gets tired now they have it on TakeOver, and now it's for a championship belt. It's going to mean something, and yes. I think this is probably going to be the best match out of all, out of those two. It's a good call. I, I think it's safe to say. Who do you got in this? Oh, man. Um, it's easy to I, – I think Keith Lee's going to keep the belt on him. I don't see him losing the belt anytime soon. I don't know what they're going to do with him down the road, but I'm going to go with Keith Lee on this one. I'm going to agree with you. I think Keith Lee is uh, the way to go on this. Uh Dijakovic is great, but uh, Keith Lee just won the title. I don't see him losing it this soon. Um, what's next? Let's go with um, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. This one is um, this, this one's is been be hyped for a while right here. I think this one, that or the Keith Lee Dijakovic match, you could take your pick. Actually, a lot of these matches are going to be um, matching that caliber. Um, this rivalry has been great as far as a buildup goes. Um, the the video package he did last week interviewing um, Balor and Gargano, I love it. I'm invested in this match. I don't know who's going to win this match, though. I mean, uh, part of me is saying I think you have to go with Gargano on this one because you want to tell the story of him finally getting his revenge on Finn Balor. Because remember, Finn Balor turned on Gargano. Fucked him up. He took fucked him, out. him up. He laid him out. Exactly. So it's retribution for Gargano to win this match. Um, what about you, Drew? What do you think? <sighs> See, this one's hard to call, too, because... In, in in one way, you need Gargano to to come out of this looking strong. But I feel like Finn Balor's kind of been an afterthought at this at this moment. Um, I think it's gonna be a great drawn out match. I'm gonna give it to Balor because we gotta disagree on something here. I yeah, that's true. Um, do you see Balor staying in NXT or is he gonna go back to the main roster? If the plan is to keep him in NXT, I I think you should have him beat Gargano. I agree. Um, I I agree, but. But I think at the same time, though, you you got to have Gargano get his win back. Maybe, who knows? Maybe this rivalry is not going to be over. It could still continue. Unless they go to Mania and Balor, it comes out as the demon against Gargano. Uh, that would be the only way that I could see Gargano winning this match. But we'll, who's to say? Well, you're right. Can, uh, the, can, a, can a heel demon work? I think so. I think absolutely. Maybe change up the, uh, the makeup, make it. I mean, it's already a dark character, but maybe right. even darker. Uh, where like maybe he's just covered, headed like I don't know. There's a there, there's a way to do it. There's a way I, to do I, it. I, I agree. There is a way to do it, but we'll see how they how they um manage to do that. 
up next, Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights. Um, for the NXT Tag Team Championship, Broserweights got this opportunity by winning the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Um, so it's been a long fight to get here. Not a fan of throwing together tag teams like this, but in this case, uh, sign me up, dude. I am. I agree with you on that statement as well. Um, these two, I, I, I just praise their promo this week on NXT. I'm invested in this tag team, and I'm invested in this match. Um, obviously, there's a lot of history between uh, these four individuals. Uh, it all stemmed from um, as from as far back as um, takeover in um, takeover uh, war games. As a matter of fact, yeah. Even before that, um, so and and, I, and in my opinion, I think Nenspeeder has had the belts on them for a long enough time. I'm okay with putting the belts on Riddle and Dunn. I think it's fine because they're over as a tag team. Yeah. Even if they're thrown together, they're over. And uh, on top of that, the uh, they've had the belts on for long enough. I think it's time to make that move. So I'm all, I'm going to go with the uh, weights on this one. Do you know um, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? <laughs> Jury's still out on that one. It's, we're still trying to figure that one out. Um, I think in this tag match... Um, I agree with you. I think Undisputed Era have had the titles for so long. It's time for a change. I don't think it's going to be on this night. Interesting. I think because I do love the way that they build up the Broserweights to make it not seem like they're such a thrown-together tag team. Right. Little vignettes and stuff like that. Uh, great way to make them seem like they are an actual team. Um, although Undisputed Era are an actual team. And I could see if they lose here... Get in a rematch, WrestleMania weekend, have that have that whole uh, big moment for them to to finally overcome and beat them. Not, and I don't think it's going to be on their first exchange. So I'm going to go with undisputed air on this one. Okay, I, I I I like your logic behind that. See, it's not just it's not just uh, we're not just throwing shit out there because uh, we need to disagree. Right. I actually, you know, I have a there's I, rationale. There's to rationale it. to it. Um, after that, we got. Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. They dropped the whole, the, all titles are equal, um, and it's back to just being the Women's Championship. Which, 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 was, which was a bullshit argument because that could have easily been taken care of by doing a men's championship. I mean, if they wanted to go that way. They wanted absolutely. to go that way. But uh, it turns they're, out that's they're not different the case. Divisions. They're different divisions. It's fine. Um, same reason why the Cruiserweight title is a Cruiserweight, not just like uh, another championship title. Um, who do you got on this one, Dick? This one's this one could be. I don't know. I feel like they built it where there's a little doubt to, as a winner. You know, they could throw a monkey wrench in this plan and have um, Bianca win the belt. I could that that could that's a possibility. And then after that, what do you do? Like, do you do you go with a triple threat or do you have her drop it back to Bria? Because I because I think the, at the end of the day, it's going to be Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania. That's, that's where the money is. That's where the money's at. Do not make it a triple threat match. We already had a triple threat match last year. We don't need another one. Um, I think you got to go with Rhea on this one because WWE they did this to themselves. They should have not jumped the gun right right away. But we gotta get we gotta get Charlotte hyped up. Um, I agree with you on that one thousand percent. Rhea Ripley is gonna win this match. Uh, sucks for Bianca because now she's in the afterthought. Uh, but they did a good job in building her up for this match. Um, but it's gonna be Ripley and Charlotte. Charlotte, um, you think Charlotte's going to be in Portland? Possibly to make sure that she gets Rhea. I could see an interference. I could see Charlotte. that too as well. Um, then you have like the the real like uh, baby a uh, baby face heel um, way to go about that. 
Uh, what's the last match, Dick? And then it's going to be the main event. We got Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. And you notice how they didn't say NXT Men's Championship. Yes, because um, that's how it's always been. That's how it's always been. Um, this, this one, this one's hard to call. This one's probably the hardest one to call out of all of them, um, because you have Goldie on the line, um, and it, Adam Cole has had the title for a while. Yes, um, Tommaso Ciampa is like, I'm coming to get my life back. They've been really hammering the fact that a man that Tommaso Ciampa has nothing to lose and everything to gain, and there's nothing more dangerous than that. Um, and Adam Cole is just on top of the mountain by himself. This one is going to be hard to call. Um, you remember one wow. year ago, Tommaso Ciampa was out because of his neck. He so had to give up his title. He had to give up his title. And this is coming full circle for him to be back to where he was at a year ago. Um, it is tough I mean, because, on the one hand, do you finally pay off that storyline and have Tommaso win the championship? Or do you keep it on Adam Cole for a little bit longer and maybe have put on someone else? I could see this being drawn out to Mania Weekend as well. But just to make it, just to make sure that we get uh, a little bit of stakes in this, I'm going to go chomp on this. I think now is the time to put the belt on him after his long-fought battle, put him back on top, and have Adam Cole chase him going into Mania. Um, I could be 1,000% wrong, which I'm pretty sure I am. It could it could be the case. Um, who but do you got, Dick? I, I agree with you on the same rationale as well. you got to pay off the storyline. Um, he's been coming. He came back. He he has one goal in mind to get Goldie back. You pay it off, and if you don't do it now, you're not going to do it again. Yes, with and, with, with Champa. Um, and then just like the thing, like I don't know the way I've booked this NXT show. Um, you got to go out with with that feel good moment. Um, with a big title change at the end of it. To you know, I think NXT needs a refresh. Um, as far as like I said. Undisputed Era have had the titles for for way too long. Yes, um, it's time to get it refreshed, and you know maybe going into Mania get some real good storylines going. I, uh, I agree with you one one thousand percent. And this is going to be the night. I think I think this is going to be the night where they drop all the gold. Yes, um, it I absolutely could happen. Um, those are our thoughts for NXT happening on Sunday. What do you guys think? Uh, let us know. Thank you everyone for listening, downloading, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Um, we got a lot going on. Episode 100 is rapidly approaching. We got some big plans going on for that. So make sure you keep an eye out on our Instagram at Put Me Over Podcast on Instagram and all social media. Um, and we'll be back next week with a with our recap of what happened at NXT Takeover and what happened during the week. Um, never forget, guys. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will catch you next week. <laughs>